any on memes that you have, please send my way. On is my true waifu. And anyone who dates, um, what's her face? Min Min is the first character from <laughs> Fighters Pass 2, and guys, I gotta say, I am pretty on the fence about this one, too. Uh, really? Yeah, well, because, I mean, like, I love ARMS. I unfortunately kind of fell off of the game pretty fast after picking it up because nobody else would play with me, and I didn't like playing yeah, no, against I, online I not, opponents. Did not um, play ARMS. So I love, I love that Min Min is in this game because I think that an ARMS representative just works as like kind of the most recent big ish Nintendo first party franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Min Min was always my favorite character from arms. I'll always yeah. I, like, I just, I love ramen fun fact in high school. We had to, in, in my English, in my senior year English class, we had to do a project where we invented a superhero and my superhero was named Raman, and he was a ramen controlling superhero. His superpower was that he had dominion over ramen. This is my quirk. I will say uh, Min Min being the choice out of all of the ARMS character is probably the greatest choice they could have made. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be the ninja guy, but it's like, that's too obvious. Uh, Springman and Ribbon Girl were assist trophies? Yes. Or just Springman is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I was happy in the end that it was Min Min. The trailer itself is really fun. Uh, yeah. Captain Falcon and Kirby eating ramen. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Super random. Uh, and just and like we, the... we kind of knew it the whole time. And this one was weird, right? Because while it, this is Fighter Pass Two is where they started giving more information leading into character reveals, and this is where they yes. really, really leaned into the Sakurai presents this character. So yes. I feel like because a beforehand lot of the... they they had said like. We the next character is going to be an arms character. Yes. And we will reveal who it is when we do the presents. Yeah, so there was a lot of like pre announcements to the announcements of all of these characters. And that struck me as a little weird coming from, you know, the history of Smash Reveals. I feel like each one up until Fighter Pass Two was met with such surprise and such like they were also grandiose. Even when they were duds, it's the fact that you had no idea up until the last minute, the eleventh hour, that that's the I, exciting part. I think Byleth was announced like, Hey, we're going to announce a character on this day. I think yes. that was the first time they did that. Everyone else was a surprise, like boom announcement during like a direct or game awards or something like that exactly and so that's why like like the trailer didn't really do anything for me it was cute obviously you know like it was a really cool use of nintendo properties uh but the fact that we knew the whole time that it was going to be an arms character you know kind of sullied it a little bit yeah there was definitely it's maybe one of the least hype of all of the trailers because like you're saying it's like we knew it was going to be an arms character so the surprise is which arms character which in the end doesn't matter because we know exactly how the character's going to play yeah because all punch, like, arms characters strings. operate <laughs> almost exactly the same yeah, yeah. um and then it's it, moving into that min min as a character is again very divisive because she is possibly the most unique character out of everybody in this maybe with the exception of steve in that her arms acts act independently of one another and instead of having a traditional set of special moves and normal moves like every other character in the game her a your the a button controls her right arm and the b button controls the left arm or vice versa i don't know which one it is <laughs> um so 
unlike other characters, her like I said, her arms act independently, so you can use basically two uh, staggered smash attacks right after one another, or a smash attack and then a tilt attack, or you can use them in two separate directions, and that's basically her main gimmick. She doesn't have any other normal attacks like, you know, like other characters. Yeah, the I- irony that they referred to Byleth as the distance demon, and then immediately released mm-hmm. a character that has double the range of Byleth <laughs> was kind of... Cra- and doubling is not exaggerating, it might be an understatement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of silly that they chose to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely polarizing. I think a lot of the people in the professional scene considered her to be pretty high up on the tier list, and she... She's one of those characters that has matchups where it's just like, you have no chance. You can't beat me. Like her versus Ganondorf or Little Mac. Like those characters have absolutely no chance to beat her. She has some of the best two framing in the entire game because she can do it from center stage. Um, And it's similar to, I was talking to you earlier today, Andrew, like you like to play Pichu sometimes and you decide to play a couple games of Pichu today. And it's like, some characters in this game just have such a polarizing play style where it's like, Okay, objectively, if I want to win, the best way to do that is to not interact with you. Uh, but doing that isn't very fun. So uh, it kind of sours the experience for everyone because it's like, I'm not having fun because I'm just running away from you the whole time. And you're not having fun because I'm just running away from you the whole time. And I feel like Min Min is one of those characters where it's like, we're not having fun here because I am spinning halfway across the stage the entire time. And then if you get to me, I'm just getting the shit kicked out of me and can't do anything about it. Like she's yeah. super polarizing in that yeah. regard. And I think a lot of people don't like that about her design. Yeah. And it, that it, being said, she is the darling child of a few, a fair few top players because she is so good competitively. And they can yes. like Esam, for example, has a, has a pocket Min Min that he busts out in certain matchups because Min Min is a pretty, pretty good character, you know? Yeah. Um, but because her matchup spread is just so oppressive in a lot of regards. Same thing with Pichu, like you mentioned. Like Pichu, as a rushdown character, obliterates certain matchups. But you know, Min Min, at least with Pichu, it's like his his the, the framework of his character still operate within the like larger collective consciousness of what a Smash character should be like designed as. Whereas Min Min completely goes against the grain. Where yeah, I think is where like, the d- divide comes in, like a yeah. less extreme Smash Four Bayo. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even. Yeah, less extreme definitely. <laughs> where it's because... like she, she's doing something that no one else is capable of doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I've always like... wanted to try and learn Min Min, but she's yeah. so different. I My will. Can't do it. I will also advocate Min Min for best set of alternate colors in the game because oh man, good. they are they're all super nice. Yeah, um, I'm happy she's in the game. I have personally never had any problems with any Min Min's, but I like being to the point frustrated where I know like in Japan, some players were calling for her to be banned because right when offline came back after the pandemic, uh, a lot of players picked up Min Min and were like, this character is breaking the game in bad. But I think people quickly learned how to go against her. Now there's only a couple top players like yeah. really playing her. Yeah. Um, I personally have never played an insanely good Min Min, so... Yeah, it's never I don't I don't play against anybody else, so yeah. Um, so I like the inclusion of Min Min. Anytime I play like randomly play one online, which is super rare, because I feel like if you're not a top player, you're not investing in Min Min because she's very complex. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, it's just like oh, I'll just 
I'll mm-hmm. just wait for you to throw both your arms, and then I'm coming for you. So. And <laughs> speaking of super unique characters I will never learn, we have Minecraft Steve. Minecraft uh, Steve. Steve! Possibly yeah. the most vindicating character for me because of our previous debates about whether Minecraft Steve would be in the game versus somebody like Master Chief from Halo as a Microsoft yes. representative. Uh, but Steve did up end up being in the game and this is kind of a similar uh thing to byleth for me because i love minecraft one of my favorite games of all time i've been playing it a lot recently uh but i wasn't sure i necessarily wanted a minecraft character to be in super smash brothers you know yeah Yeah, this is probably my least favorite inclusion out of all of the dlc fighters personally yeah um and I from... think he has a very toxic play style. I think seeing him in the game is jarring. Um, and while like I think all of his animations are really cool and like he is mirrored perfectly from Minecraft and like they did such a good job representing <laughs> Minecraft and Steve in Smash Bros. Yeah, I don't I think, like it in Smash Bros. I think that's Steve's greatest strength as an inclusion is the the Minecraft representation because Minecraft over the last decade has been such a pillar of the gaming industry uh and so as a history or as a celebration of the history of gaming Steve kind of represents part of the modern era of that uh but as for actually playing as him or against him I really don't want any part of it you know like he like Min Min operates completely differently from any other character in the game where he has the the resource collection mechanic and then the crafting mechanic. So like you actually have like a hidden, not necessarily hidden, but slightly because like the amount of resources you actually have can exceed that of the visible bar on the screen. So like you it only shows your most valuable resources first. And so like you can have an insane amount of dirt, but like you can yeah. see like, so, like oh, he has an x amount of iron he might have more than that i don't know i can only see so much yeah. yeah and so like you need all of these different materials to use certain moves right like his down b you make tnt and create a line of redstone to then detonate the tnt and you need all those materials in order to do it and so it's like if you don't have those materials you just can't use one of his moves so then it creates yeah. this the, like you said jeff this toxic cycle of play where the steve will like hit you with a move and then just like walk across the stage and hold down the collect resource button and then just like rinse and repeat. Yeah, you know? I played against a Steve online the other day who took the first stock from me and then proceeded to just run around and build blocks so I couldn't get to him. So I had to spend all my time punching blocks. And then while I was punching his blocks, he was mining more resources to just build more blocks. And I was like, I, I know for a fact this isn't fun for me. And the only yeah. reason this would be fun for this guy is because he's an asshole who makes likes to make people miserable, not because he's like getting enjoyment playing the game. Because he's not playing the game. He's, he's just, just, he's just trying to, to see a victory screen. That's it. It's the only yeah. thing he cares about. Mm-hmm. Or he cares about just like pissing people off on the internet. Which, good job. I ended yeah. up beating him because fuck that guy. Right. I want to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say (laughs) that uh, even though largely Steve represents Minecraft very well, the huge disappointment for me in this was the Minecraft music. 
Uh, yeah, because... they could didn't use any original music. They had to make yeah, all new music, which, which sucks. sucks because C418's score for Minecraft Alpha is one of the best video game soundtracks ever, and none of it made it into Smash. And it disappoints yeah. me so much because I would just love to be playing Smash and just be calmed by like the Like the victory songs. screen doesn't even have a music. It's just like a... <laughs> also, <laughs> rip Steve's meat. Yeah, I'm sad they patched <laughs> up the meat. There was a victory screen where he had like I mean... a... A hunk of meat, and he just like held it at his crotch, yeah. and it looked like a big throbbing dong. I'm not sad at all. How did that get <laughs> in there in the first place? Who is the innocent group of Nintendo QAing all these victory screens? <laughs> well, the other interesting thing, some horny Japanese man. The other interesting thing about Steve is like people can't seem to agree where he is on the tier list. You have people like Esam saying he's like one of the top characters in the game, and then you have people like Aiza who thinks that Steve is the worst character in the game. And it's just like, no one seems to agree. I think he's on the lower side. I think he's a big old gimmick, personally. And it's like, yeah, he has these crazy zero-to-death combos, but like he's also insanely slow and can't jump. And so like if you just play smart, he shouldn't be yeah. touching you at all. But We're also like, oh, well, then he'll just go get resources. It's like, cool, it doesn't matter if he has a diamond sword, because I'm still not going to go interact with him. Yeah, you alluded to it with Min Min, but this is also during the era of online Smash, where this like the perception of these characters were skewed so heavily by their performance in online play. So there were a lot of top Steve players on Wi-Fi who were doing really, really well because it was Wi-Fi, because people had ju- were just starting to learn the matchup and had to do so with input lag. And so now that Steve has has come down to earth in uh, in local play, we're not really seeing him do as well. So I yeah. I think Steve is a solid mid-tier I think there's a lot, like, he has a lot of good stuff, but people are figuring out the matchup, you know? However, I think, above all, it is undeniable that Steve's inclusion in this game uh, is a monument to... It's a big deal. It's, yeah, it's it's huge. And it has created some incredible moments, such as the Rip Steve's Meat, but also the uh, guy getting absolutely destroyed by the Dude. <laughs> Nick, have you the seen this clip? for respect... I'm just thinking of when, in the reveal, when when Sonic punches Mario so hard he goes to another uh, game for a yeah. second. <laughs> like, I guess we didn't talk about Steve's trailer at all. Um, yeah. While, Andrew's looking for a clip that you need to watch. It's probably the single greatest Smash Bros. clip of all time. Um, yeah. But yeah, Steve's trailer is pretty boring. It's just like Mario fighting a bunch of people. Uh, and then he gets like punched. The best part is when Sonic punches him like out of existence and he goes flying <laughs> through and he's just in a big dark room and then there steve comes through a wall it's like okay there's steve and then mario gets blown up by a creeper and then the rest of it is just uh like gameplay stuff and they reveal <laughs> that you can play also play as alex and zombie and enderman and it's just i'm like this is all neat i don't care or want any of this but it's it's yeah. neat it's a big deal that they got all of this in here and I like uh, yeah. it as a fan for, for... of Minecraft, but I also really actually would have been okay not having it, you know? Yeah, I would have much rather have had Master Chief as the Microsoft. <laughs> I'm just saying. Honestly, at this point, I kind of agree. I would have preferred Master Chief. Like, <laughs> Let's go. I was still... I mean, like, just in terms of, like, like as a Smash fan, as someone who, yeah. like, wants to enjoy playing as many characters as possible... I think Master Chief's kit would have been more interesting. I think so. I too. still I still maintain that Minecraft Steve was the smarter choice from a uh from like a like 
I don't know, a holistic standpoint, but yeah, man, personally, now, especially after having played a couple of Halos, uh, I think Master Chief would have been a little cooler. But yeah. Steve brought so much more, like, unique gameplay yeah. and mechanics and stuff. Like, because if you if instantly Master Chief is in the game, I think of Snake, like, right away. And that's that probably yeah. would have been most of Master Chief's moves. That, or part that's of his moveset. But that's the thing is, like, Sakurai could make an, a new unique character out of anyone. For that's sure. Thing, yeah, you know? it's true. And, like, there's no true heavy in in the DLC. I guess, like, Kazuya kind of fills that slot, but, like, Master Chief could have been, like, a top three heavy character, which would yeah. have been such a cool thing to have for a DLC, because, like, we just didn't get that, you know? Piranha Plant is kind of a heavy, but we're not, he's not part of, like, the main, or, like, the DLC group. Yeah. Doing. Spiral's Kazuya. heavy? Kind no, of? he's, like, like he's a slightly regular? heavier than average. Okay. Probably, like, a 110. Um. Alright. Yeah. yeah. But that's, maybe that's not heavy in weight, but heavy in impact is yeah, the next character good. on this list. Whew. Which, oh the, man, this only, race... second only to Kylo Ren is <laughs> my favorite moment in all of this, which is yeah. Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's face, which is currently still saved as my as his profile picture on my phone. We have Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. I love this the video trailer is probably like the single greatest reveal of anything it's, in my entire it's, life it's like i mentioned earlier it is the unexpectedness of it you have genuinely no mm-hmm. idea until the until the hammer falls that it's sephiroth you yes. have like jeff recorded his reaction and we literally have no idea nick i have a question yeah go for it was anything like like did anyone predict this was there any like reveal or any no, kind this of was an entire mystery nope i think no, that's what i'm game, okay. o- game awards 2020 heavy speculation that we're going to get a, a character reveal it had been a while since steve uh okay so it was then, just we might get a character yeah Five we are months. yeah and cool. then we were right, probably good. Good, good, good. a half hour into the show and jeff Keeley goes all right here's no, a it was the very first thing it was the was very, the first, very thing? first it was the very yeah. first thing yeah Oh man, never mind. He's well, like, I, I probably, hey, everyone's here. Well, almost everyone is I'd here. I'd probably been sitting there for at least a we, half hour waiting. We were watching pre-show stuff. Yeah, so oh, okay. We get to the we get to the presentation. Jeff Keeley's like, "There's a Smash reveal trailer. Here we go." And we were sitting there for a full minute, genuinely no idea what is going on. And then yeah. just like all of a sudden, Sephiroth splits the fucking Red Sea and comes out of nowhere. It's, I had it said when Jeff, the music started is when I lost yeah, my fucking dun, mic. Dun, I hadn't dun, shown dun, him dun, yet. He dun, he cut dun. he cut Gleam in half, and then everyone's like, "What is this?" And then he goes, "Dun dun dun dun," and I fucking lost. I, by the third like, God, I knew it was, I knew who it was. was the first <laughs> and one. It's, and it's oh, like. Sure. It's like I said, like it's impossible to predict these characters based on any sort of previous trends because I had said to Jeff earlier that day, <laughs> I don't think we'll get another Square Enix character, and I especially don't think we will ever get another Final Fantasy character. Specifically yeah. Final Fantasy VII. And then that, that same day. fucking day, they announced another <laughs> Final Fantasy VII character, and I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, how can I be more wrong? This trailer is like he's the only villain in the entire group of DLC Yes, I which is can't. wild because video game villains are like so important. Yes, but like none, few are more iconic than Sephiroth of ones that aren't in Smash. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like 
it just seemed impossible. And I think that's why it's so incredible. And the way they did it, like, he basically just descends. He's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you all. And, and he just, like, yeah, and he looks like he stabs Mario and stuff in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the homage, as a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, all the homages to, like, Advent Children, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake of the fight between Cloud and Sephiroth and Advent Children uh, at points. Um, yeah, I I watched all these trailers to prepare for this today, and I got chills when I watched this trailer. I still get chills watching this reveal trailer. It's just... So absolutely incredible. So needless to say, his inclusion in the game is like huge for me. And I think they did a really good job with him as a character actually in the game. Yeah. I think he's easily a top tier character. He's like super fast and quick and he has a long sword. And they, they managed to like balance him by giving him like so much end lag on it and like startup on his moves. But if you use them all correctly in space, excuse me, space them all correctly, then it all works super well and he has like a well-rounded balance kit with some really insanely strong things yeah absolutely and he has a counter and he has <laughs> one of the best counters in the game probably a top three counter in the game probably he has yeah uh, he has the one wing mechanic which is super cool which gives him like he's the only character to have a third full jump um which is, the other one being banjo no it's a half jump is it a half jump yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the thing is Sephiroth gets three full jumps. Like Kirby and Jigglypuff, like when they do their first jump, all of their subsequent jumps are like a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. His third jump is the full height of his first and second jump, which is like insane because the amount of mix-ups that you get. I think and that... like his damage is increasing. He gets super armor. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I uh, I was just gonna say that the other two best counters in the game are both on Joker. Uh no, Sora. <laughs> well, we'll Sora's get there. Ca- yeah. Yep. Counters Wonder Wing. We'll get there. <laughs> At forty percent, can kill center stage. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, Sephiroth is a, is a, just a mind-boggling inclusion, right? Like, I never, I yeah. never saw it coming. In mm-hmm. terms of like he out of all of these, maybe barring Joker, he is just the objectively coolest character that that is that could have been added. In yeah. terms of like prolific, like intangible video game characters like Sephiroth is among the upper echelon of them and like you said like he's actually he's he's like playing as him is weird for me because like he he feels really weird to me but I can see the pieces there right and it's Love like playing as him yeah and he was one of your mains for a while yeah I uh, played a lot of him for a long time and I've been and wanting has, to go back to him recently. he has a lot of really interesting ideas in his kit uh but it's He's become his his professional opinion has become dwindling in the last uh, month or it's, so. Yeah, recently people like Ned, who's probably the number one champion of him, and Tweak, who uh, plays him as a primary secondary. Only when he loses secondary. on Diddy Kong. Um, I knew what you meant by that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is that he's really fucking hard to play? Yeah, because he's his, so precise. You have to be super precise because if you're not, then you're getting punished because from missing your attacks. Um, so, but that being said, Ned is still putting his nose to the grindstone and like getting ninth place at so many tournaments. He almost won the last chance qualifier for the last Ultimate Summit. Um, I think we will see Ned do big things with Sephiroth soon, and I think Tweak will inevitably drop him as a secondary favoring Diddy and Wolf because the amount of time you need to put into Sephiroth uh, and that he's not currently doing 
but I don't know if that's actually going to come true. Um, yeah. It's just my speculation, but yeah. Possibly the best thing that Sephiroth did for Smash is gave us another Final Fantasy VII stage and more Final Fantasy VII music. Because yeah, it was yeah. one of the things that people didn't like about Cloud's inclusion in 4 is that there was only two songs. And that kind of sucked. But now, no. now we have the full You scope. have the single greatest song in all of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is Genova's theme. I thought you could say One Wing and Angel. Well, One Wing and Angel is up too. there, That's too. The hanger. <laughs> Gareth's <laughs> theme. There's so many bangers. It's true. Uh, yeah, man. Sephiroth. Probably the single greatest reveal in all of Smash Bros. I don't know about all of Smash Bros. All of this all game? Of, all of Smash Bros. The, I, I like Banjos most, a lot. It's the most mind-boggling, insane, crazy hype thing. that's What happening. about, yeah. what about yeah. Cloud Original? Or, like, originally Cloud? This tops it. Because it's like... You... Like, yeah, Cloud being in was insane, but that reveal was just, like, his character model just walking across a stage slowly. Like, this reveal was insane! Mm-hmm. <laughs> the emotions it gave me. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think it can be topped. Well, yeah, and we likely won't see it topped for the rest of this uh, DLC pass. Next up is Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade mm-hmm. Chronicles 2, uh, a character that I initially predicted for the uh base game but when they weren't released in the base game i didn't have high hopes and then i kind of like remembered pretty soon like i think really close to when they were about to be revealed i was like oh yeah like i had like i I think this character was going to get in and initially i thought it was going to be rex and pyra because rex is the character you actually control in xenoblade 2 but they made it pyra and mithra which is cool uh and I I have mixed feelings, you know? The, yeah. the, I don't think the reveal trailer was anything super special. No, I thought know? it was really boring. It's the longest reveal trailer, I'm pretty sure, too. Yeah. Isn't it really? Uh, yeah, by, by yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Byleth's uh, long, just because, long. But... Just because they're, like, introducing how Byleth plays in her trailer, mm-hmm. where this is, like... There's a lot of lead up. Yeah, this is pretty much and by the same where there's like a lot of lead up before it's the big reveal that they're coming to smash and then like mm-hmm. explaining some of the mechanics in the trailer. But as someone who hasn't played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and like isn't a huge fan of the Xenoblade franchise as a whole, watching this reveal trailer I was just like, okay. Yeah, I mean I I have a lot of affinity for the Xenoblade series and I Xenoblade 2 is is not my favorite among them, but I really liked it still, and I always wanted these characters to be in the game because, like, there's a lot I like about Xenoblade 2 that I think would be cool in this game, like the characters and the music. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Something about it strikes me as odd. The longer time goes on, the less I like Xenoblade 2. Uh, and Pyre and Mithra's inclusion in this game, I think, kind of compounds that. Because they are in contention for best character in the game. We said it when they first yeah. released. I said on the podcast, this is the best character in the game. And they are at least top three. Yeah, right a now. lot of people widely consider them to be in the top three. I think, from what I can tell, most people still have Pikachu and Joker above them. Specifically because people are getting much better at edgeguarding Pyra and Mithra. 
which is I think is why because Pikachu you literally can't edge guard and Joker if he doesn't have Arsene is also nearly impossible to edge guard. Whereas these two characters are very easy to edge guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of people cite Mithra being like the most oppressive, easy brain dead neutral in the game. You just run around. Right. You just run around and swing your sword without having to think about consequences because your end lag is so low that you can usually act before your opponent can react to you missing a move. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Pyra and... has so many silly, easy kill options that yeah. they just Pyra's complement each other up, so well. Pyra's up B is one of the most busted new, like moves in the game. Yeah, well, just... you just can't attack her shield because she will just up B. Up B out of shield and kill you at 70% from center stage. And it's like, yeah. what are you supposed to do about that other than like space your aerials the character <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's so very good at space your aerials <laughs> i was initially really excited to play <laughs> as the characters but like playing as them makes me feel like a bad person because i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want to subject my opponent to this and playing against them feels bad because i'm the one being subjected so yeah. it's like part like that has partially uh. weighed on my opinion about the base game of Xenoblade 2, which is like it shouldn't be the case, but it kind of is because like <laughs> like the more the more I like look at you know that 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 game, the less I like about it, and the more criticisms I have of it. And like I was initially enraptured by its its narrative and, and like some of the characters when I when I played it years ago, but like now in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it was all right. Uh, and Pyra and Mithra being in Smash is is only really slightly cathartic for me at this point. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy them as characters. I when we first came out, you were in the when they first came out, you were in a bit of a slump, and so we were doing dittos, and I was beating you pretty handily, and I think that might have inadvertently had an effect on your perception of them. Oh, it absolutely did. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember being really disheartened because I was so because we were on such polar opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of our excitement for the character. I was very yeah. excited for them. I was very excited to play as them. I remember downloading them and, and trying them out against computers and really enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you were almost the opposite where like, or at least until you actually got them in your hands, where like you, it's not that you didn't want them in the game, but you, it's like hero. It's like, you just didn't really care. I was for very neutral on whatsoever. Them. And then when we played against each other with them and you ended up like, you know, just immediately liking them seemingly more than me out of the gate. That just like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just like felt so like almost jealous in a way where I was like, fuck man. Like those, <laughs> they were supposed to be my characters. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I, sure. I felt almost possessive about it, but now I don't really feel that way anymore. And I actively feel bad as like on a human level when I play as them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I haven't played them in a long time. It's cause like, I don't want to be the guy that, puts a lot of time into Pyre and Mithra because it feels so unfair how oppressive they can be. Um, but that being said, I definitely always have them in as my pocket as like something I can bust out if I feel like I'm in desperate need of a win. Just because like I can just use my pure fundamentals as Mithra to win games. Yeah. Because her tools are too strong. And again, it comes down to, like we were talking about with Joker, mobility is one of the most important things in all competitive games, and she's the single most mobile character in the whole game. Yeah. Um, bar none. Her air movement speed, her initial dash, her run speed is all like her top frame two. data. Yeah. So, and then it's like, oh, but this character can't kill. One, that's not true. She has several like strong setups that can get her 
kills. Also, she can just throw out raw smash attacks without being punished a lot of the time. And then she can switch to a character that can kill with, like, a single well-spaced stray attack, you know? Yeah. And then, so. and then she has, you know, another dumb mechanic, uh, which is her foresight. foresight. Yeah, which yeah. is, like... Which yeah. she, she didn't need whatsoever. It's basically, <laughs> yeah, if you if you spot dodge right as you're about to get hit by attack, you slow down time and you get to punish the opponent for free. And you can abuse it on, like, characters that spam projectiles. You can use it on is just roll through the projectile and then you're so fast you can run up and hit them while they're still slowed down. Yeah, it's, it was an entirely mm. unnecessary mechanic. And I think that the character would be a decently balanced top tier without it. But with it, it just, like, can break certain matchups yeah mm-hmm. all but, that being said i like watching them it's pretty fun it like playing them makes it feel like if i was a good melee player but <laughs> but like we already say it's like the character's so broken and like anyone can do it that it just like it reminds me like well it's not me doing these cool. like when i do something cool with joker i feel like okay i'm working hard to do these cool things whereas if i'm doing them with pyra or mithra i'm just like she's too good for me not to be able to do this stuff yeah it's like i think the difference is that joker is a very creative character like i was saying uh in the previous episode wink uh Mm. but this um but pyra mithra's like combo trees there um there's what's the i always forget the name for the term their flow chart uh for like how they play neutral how they interact with characters is so linear you just repeat the same three steps over and over it's like oh you're playing you're playing as or just Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. up tilt up tilt into up airs and then eventually switch to pyra and just fish for down air up smash or up b and that's it or just like like, a down tilt into an up air there's just like yeah. yeah yeah this character's very good that being said though People expected this character to completely take over the competitive scene, and really, you have Spargo and Cosmos, and then uh, are like the two that are the solo maining. Well, Spargo's even still playing Cloud once in a while, but like really championing the character. Spargo's getting top three, but I think he could be doing that with Cloud anyways. And Cosmos is like sometimes breaking into the top eights, but not always. And then you have Shutan, who's still mostly playing Olimar over in Japan, but then will like bust out the Pyramithra when he thinks he needs it. Yeah, there was a period of time where MK Leo had picked up the characters, but he has since kind of devoted all of his time into Byleth and will only really switch off of it to play Joker in certain matchups, yeah. or if he's you know on elimination game. But yes, I yeah. don't think we'll see a ton of pyramid from joker going forward or from joker from leo going forward but yeah, me neither he may bust it out for very specific situations yeah uh but if you want to talk about characters not being picked up by top players then kazuya is that uh yeah kazuya possibly the complete opposite of pyra and mithra in terms of uh like your approach to playing the character. If you have really good fundamentals, then Pyra and Mithra are your jam. Whereas Kazuya, you need to learn like 50 different fucking inputs. You dedicate your life to this character. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no such thing as a casual player who plays Kazuya. Like, you have to be a top pro with the intent of like winning tournaments to be remotely good at this character. And yeah. even then, you have to be like super precise and just like constantly be aware of everything happening and all of your inputs. He has 
eight tilt attacks, which is not something that any other character has because he has diagonal tilts, and then he also has like super armor on a bunch of shit and like complicated command inputs in neutral. He has like what is it? He has like a crouch move, or like yeah, he has a, a, like, he has a move crouch where he can like go through projectiles. Yeah, he just has Kazuya is vulnerable. Kazuya is the poster child of DLC privilege. Where he <laughs> has so many just like added added mechanics to his kit that just don't need to be there. Super armor, stuns, trips, you know, like everything that another character like 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 if Mario's down tilt tripped, like Mario would probably be like that much better of a character. Like and that's that's a bad yeah. example. But you get what I mean, right? It's like mm-hmm. if you if you add one of these mechanics to any other character, if you give like Fox super armor on one of his moves, right? Then that's just like just unnecessary, right? Like yeah. so. But it, they compensated it by making him insanely slow. He's the only character with a uh, jump squat that is greater than four frames. Which, for those who don't know, jump squat is the amount of time it takes you between pushing the jump button and physically being in the air. In Smash Bros. In older games. Uh, everyone had a different one based on your weight and size and whatnot. But in, in Ultimate, they made it universally four frames for every character. Uh, I think he has a six-frame jump squat or seven. So he like, feels super awkward and clunky, and he moves slow. They basically made him like Ganondorf, but decent. Where he's like, he's just going to kill of. you at 50%. Also, but infinitely also has more complicated. Insane, yeah. And like it has insane combos that will like carry you across the stage and then kill you uh, if you like get hit by a move at ten percent. Um, and then he also has this rage mechanic, which is just another thing where it's just like, why did this need to be in the game? Yeah, Kazuya is another one of those characters where he feels kind of polarizing, like Min Min, where it's like if I play someone like Falco, I will literally just shoot lasers at you the whole time. I know there's like a special input you can play to reflect things back at me. I've never played against Kazuya who can one probably even knows how to do that or two can do it reliably. Yeah. So like I will just chip damage you forever and then punish you when you try to come in on me. Um and like that thing that they get it's similar to Terry's thing where they get it once they reach 100% and then they have like one free command grab that will basically kill you at 40%. Um but if you do enough damage to them that goes away. And again like if I were to play Falco and just shoot lasers. So I think Kazuya is pretty polarizing, and I think he's another character who has a lot of pros not knowing where to place him on the tier list, because like, if you do the Shulk thing and place him purely on hypothetical potential, yeah, he's like one of the best characters in the entire game, but if you... Is it like possible for a human to actually do this? Well, no one's proven that they can, so is he actually just kind of a mid-tier? Who knows? That's why level 9 Kazuya is like a real tournament threat. Yeah, it's like dumb because people, it does things that humans can't do. Brought my amiibo. Have, yeah, people have entered computer computer Kazuya's in tournaments, and they've like I think won like won a match or something, right? Really like crazy. I don't remember. Uh, but we totally glossed over the reveal trailer for Kazuya, which I don't really yes. think added anything to the character for me. I, I thought it was really I, fun. I mean, I thought it was fun. Yeah, if but you know, like, if you know the history of Tekken and like how like the the son throwing their father into the lava in this like specific volcano is like a big part of the story it's yeah, like I, I again no nothing about tekken yeah and so that's like a, he kirby and kirby like floats back yeah, up yeah oh, that's the other thing is this trailer so yeah this is a big thing if you are a tekken fan you understand this and it's a really cool thing for those mm-hmm. people um which 
again, we can't know every video game character ever and their inclusion in Smash, but like they still did a great job for those people who do know Kazuya and are excited about Kazuya. Um, but then the trailer got really funny because he does it first with Ganondorf, and you're like, oh, whoa! But then he like continues to do it, and he throws... Uh, he throws Captain Falcon in, and then he throws Min Min in, and her leg gets stuck, and he like kind of kicks the leg out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he throws Marth in, and then the, yeah, at the very end of the trailer, he's Jeff, just like you holding... mean her arm? Did I say legs? Sorry. Yeah, you know the well, from the game arms. Yeah, well that game had no legs. Um, <laughs> so the very yeah, final shot. Hair. I thought he, I thought she attacked with her hair, right? The very final <laughs> shot of the trailer is uh, Kazuya Fuck. holding Kirby with one hand, and he like drops goes to drop him in. And, like, there's this, like, beat where he's waiting. And then he leans over to look, and you see Kirby fly away in the background because Kirby is an immortal god who can never be killed. Right. And it's just really funny. And I love how, like, often Kirby pops up in <laughs> these trailers and how, because, like, Sakurai made, uh, did he make the Kirby games? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. he invented yeah. Kirby. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Kirby's his, his, like, love, I was gonna say love child. That's not a thing. Kirby's, like, his. Brain child. His brain child. His... Yeah. And like oh, so, he he arc. always puts Kirby in these things as like, hey, don't forget Kirby's like a higher being than all of you. Um, <laughs> so I thought the trailer did a really good job. It made me laugh. It was cool for uh, Tekken fans. Um, sure. Again, as a non-Tekken fan, it's whatever to me. But I appreciate mm-hmm. what it did. Sure. Yeah. I was yeah. I was excited, but I kind of would have liked to see Yoshimitsu. Oh yeah. I, see, I thought it was gonna be Hachi uh, or Jack. Or like, uh, or yeah. Jack. Who's the guy with the, the cheetah head? Right. King. King. All right. Yeah. I but, like I thought it was definitely a fun trailer. I just didn't it didn't do anything for my like excitement for the character. Like it yeah, didn't no. make me want Kazuya anymore. Well, even before Terry, it was like there's no fighting game character that I want in this game. I don't like them in this game. So like they couldn't have announced anyone with like the exception of maybe one of the Mortal Kombat ninja, but I like feel like that's probably the least likely ones to happen i wanted uh voldo from soul caliber oh god no please no um so yeah it's like no fighting game character trailer would have gotten me excited yeah it's how i kind of felt about it but and i was just like oh boy sure. another shoto but yeah you know, they're not shotos uh, i mean yeah it depends on your definition of it i guess uh but i suppose that brings us to the, the last final reveal smash character mm-hmm. which uh unfortunately was leaked about two weeks before yeah. the trailer yeah which really bummed me out because i think this trailer would have made me cry if i didn't know who it was yeah yeah um, and... i still got a sense of emotion though like like it was yeah kind of like what you, what you said andrew at the beginning where it was like yeah i saw it and it was just kind of lackluster but um, as soon as Sora showed up, it was like kind of a shatter of excitement. Like I was just kind of like, oh no! But then I was like really relieved. I was like all the not the anxiety, but just all like the the, yeah. the curiosity and the you know all the the emotions there. Where it's like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's going to be released? And it was like, all right, Sora, it's the last one. And it, it definitely, know, it was such a relief. <laughs> it felt like a finale, which was very yeah. very cool. I thought because um, Sora Sora was on the same level of banjo in yeah. terms of the anticipation and and desire from the fan base. Mm-hmm. Like since Brawl, probably 
like Sora has been one of the most requested characters for the game. He's always topping all the polls. And we learned from this reveal that Sora was actually the real mathematical winner of the yeah. Smash 4 character poll, which... Now you can't complain. Which was like, <laughs> that was insane to me because I was like, holy shit, that means they actually like hid like character votes from us in a it's real time, way. Time. And Bayonetta, like all of our doubts were real from yeah. when Bayonetta that... won. Bayonetta got introduced as the winner of the Smash ballot and nobody believed it. At least well, the they Western said fans she got, didn't. She got the most votes in Europe was what they had told us. Yeah, which is like okay, right that but sure, whatever. Like yeah, Europe is like the uh, lowest um, populated Smash scene out of the three major regions, being yeah. Japan, <laughs> Europe, and, and NA. So uh, it was hard for a lot of people to believe that Bayonetta actually won that poll, and we were right. Sora won, you know. And so now, like Sora being in this game as the last character feels like a very fitting finale to it all yeah i i think i read in the uh, sakurai interview that they originally were only going to do five characters in the dlc fighter pass 2 but when they found out that they they could go ahead and make sora they're like okay we'll make six instead and he'll be the last one as like the grand finale yeah. which like mm -hmm. i couldn't think of a better character to be a grand finale because like why Luigi. Walu Waluigi would have been great. Um, but that would have been like a <laughs> meme finale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like how big of a character Sora is, the the amount of hoops they would have had to go through to get him in the game just legally. Yeah. Uh, Disney. With, with Disney. Yeah, specifically. And even just Square Enix, who yeah. before these two fighter passes, I would have thought wouldn't have been as cooperative as they are. Yeah. They had three characters <laughs> out of uh, out 11. Of 11. That's yeah. not bad. Um, yeah, and then just, like, the whole idea of what Kingdom Hearts is and, like, jumping between worlds and, like, unifying, it just, like, made sense in the world of Smash. And, yeah, just the reveal, the reveal trailer still gives me... This is another one. Like, the only two that gave me chills were um, Sephiroth and then Sora. And it's just, yeah. like, when as soon as the music starts, uh, the... The simple and clean, the orchestra or uh, orchestral version, and he comes floating out solely, and it's like it's almost like they're portraying him as Jesus, <laughs> and like he frees all of the characters, like everyone is there waiting for his arrival. Yeah, yeah man, it's just something about it. It's I like... love that the trailer was a continuation of the Smash Ultimate reveal trailer. Yeah, that, like before we had even known it was Smash Ultimate, just the fact that like it was the very first trailer shown for the game. And they like continued it from that was a, such a beautiful touch. Yeah, I you know? I really really loved it. And it's like no one knew who it was uh, because like we knew there was gonna be a trailer. It said this is the day that the trailer was gonna be. And like <laughs> if you remove the leak, and which like I was I felt pretty strongly about the leak. Like yeah. watching the trailer, you don't know what it is until you see that shot of like the Keyblade. Um, and so everyone's like a lot of people speculated when they saw the fire that it was um dark souls i thought yeah. It, yeah. and then a i saw the trophies and then, yeah then i thought master hand um i mean yeah I saw the trophies. like in their defense the animation mario does like when he reaches into that bonfire is like ripped straight out of dark souls basically really like oh is yeah it? like okay. it's it's uncanny how how similar it is humanity restored 
Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Bonfire lit. So yeah, I really, really liked this trailer. I thought it was well done, and it was a really great send-off. Yeah. Uh, and even though I don't like the Kingdom Hearts games, and I personally wasn't really advocating for Sora to be in, I acknowledge his inclusion as a momentous occasion. Yeah, for right? sure. Like this as is, a this is such like like you said one of the best fitting send offs for the series. As much rejoicing. Kingdom Hearts, yay! <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts was a big deal to me. It was a big part of my like development and love of video games. It was the reason I bought a PS2 um, was to play the Kingdom Hearts games. It was like uh, a lot of my friendships were built because of Kingdom Hearts, um, and. Like, while I thought the third game in the series was kind of, like, poorly made, and my love of the franchise slowly died over the last two decades, uh, it still was a big deal for me, for Sora, to get in. And, like like I said, when Simple and Clean started playing it, like, I still got emotional about it. And, yeah, I I think it was a big deal. And I think it was a perfect final character for this game. Yeah, I'm really feeling it. That okay. I mean, I I agree with you, but but also, I think you're uh, you're on the wrong track there. But now let's bit. talk about oh, him okay. as a character in the game. Yeah, because uh... we've we've had him in our hands for a couple of weeks, and yes. there are definitely uh some volatile opinions being thrown out by none other than yourself. Oh yeah, uh, I have I have I got, a very hot take that Andrew doesn't I, agree with. I got a text from Jeff around nine o'clock one night uh, last and week. This was like. Maybe out of the blue. less than a week that he was out. Maybe a little more than a week, somewhere in that time frame. He wasn't. Sora had not been out super long. <laughs> okay. And I, I texted Andrew and I said, "Yeah." He said, "Let's see if he said hot take. Sora will be considered a top three character within a month. This is on October twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. And when was the character released? The eighteenth. Yeah, eighteenth. Yeah. So yeah, one week later. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think Sora will be a top three character in this game. Maybe a month is a little bit of a stretch, but the best player in Japan just won a major with Sora, going solo Sora last week. And came um, in second the tournament before that. Yes. Uh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know. I think this character has some insane sauce. I think this character has more mix-ups than any other character in the game, considering his aerials... Uh, all of his aerials and jabs and whatnot are have multiple hits to them. So you can either do it once or twice or three times. So it is up to you as the person piloting Sora to decide, like, okay, I'm going to do one hit here and drag them down, then do a down tilt, which combos into up smash at mid percents uh, or up air at high percents, both of them killing. Or I can do two and wait for the opponent to, like, maybe spam an air dodge and then be able to react to that or i can just do all three and knock them off stage and then have the best edge guarding in the game and the best recovery in the game and do all this stuff with stalling with the magic and have one of the best counters in the game that physically knock people out of whatever they're doing and push them away like we were alluding to earlier sora's counter is the only thing in the entire game that can stop and interact with banjo's wonder wing which is supposed to be an unstoppable move um and Sora can stop it because, you know, he came out later and DLC is a pro- progression of being more and more broken. Um, <laughs> uh, people were concerned because of how weird and floaty he is, especially his double jump. Yeah. But I've watched people absolutely abuse it. They'll like go off stage and then they'll use the double jump and just come up and land on the stage and be ready for like a down tilt. Or like I watched Zachary two frame with a forward air into 
forward tilt or something and kill someone at like 70 or 80 percent and it was insane yeah Sora's movement is my big drawback from him because and it might just be me and my like dumb average player opinion but like he just doesn't feel good like in my like just the way that I kind of view the game like his floatiness is so so hard to wrap my head around that like his double jump timing just operates so differently than most of their characters and it and like i personally struggle a lot with like his, his neutral and forward air timings the fact that they have three hits like sometimes i intend to stop after two hits and input another attack and the third hit will come out right or like same thing with his side B. I'm like, okay, I am attempting to side B in a, in a particular direction or not all three times, and it's not really doing what I what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's most likely due to just lack of practice with the character, lack of labbing, because I haven't really mm-hmm. put in the time. But for me, he just feels too weird for him to be that good. But Zachary is doing some stuff. So like, Zachary's doing some stuff. I've seen some shit. I've had some shit happen to me. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to Pikachu, where you only have, like, Ezam is the only true person carrying Pikachu. You also have Shiny Mark, who's a really good Pikachu player, but, like, Ezam just won a major recently with with Pikachu, because the character's fucking hard to be a top-level player at. Like, like, Pikachu's base stuff is really good, but to get, like, the sour spot up-air strings that, like, Esam consistently gets takes like thousands of hours of practicing and perfecting, or like the nair drag down loops, the timing on jumping and then using your thing and fast falling it, and paying attention to the opponent's di to know which direction to fade as you're coming down. Like you have to be a super high level top player, but with that potential, Pikachu's still the best character in the game, and I think that's what Sora is going to be. It's going to be so much minute the details that you're going to have to master to make Sora insane. But if you put in the time and effort to doing it, I think he's going to be absolutely fucking busted. (laughs) That's my take. We'll see. Yeah. The fact that the best player in Japan is already winning tournaments with him less than two weeks after he came out or about two weeks after he came out, uh, I think is a good testament to this shit that I'm spewing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we'll see it's, but here's the thing. MK Leo's doing the same thing with Byleth, and we're not exactly saying Byleth is a top three character. So that's true. But MK Leo won every tournament, or came in first or second, mostly first, some seconds pre-COVID. So he's already widely regarded as the best. Whereas Zachary, while considered probably the best player in Japan, wasn't winning everything. You know, there was like Shutan and um, uh, Proto Banham and uh, T winning like they were all cycling out so the fact that Sora came out and boom he's already won a big major right off the bat is kind of a big deal mm-hmm. yeah so can we'll I also see. note something yeah when I first saw his ice attack I thought it was Blazinga Blazinga <laughs> <laughs> and I never unhear it now I love that I'm going to start saying that it's Please like, do. the thing about Sora is like I would love to play him a lot but he's so weird and awkward and I would need to devote so much to him that I don't I don't know if I have the time in my life to devote like I was just saying like I can never play Pikachu at a high level because I don't have the time in my life to lab for hours a day to perfect the combos I can't even 
master the the first hit neutral air up air drag down smash attack on joker like i've i've only done it once ever Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) so like you want me to fucking perfect reading people's di's and mixing up my aerials that's just never gonna happen so i think i'll appreciate Sora from afar and maybe just pick him for fun every once in a while but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so Sora, the most fitting end to the smash cycle that we could possibly imagine and uh so now before we talk about all 11 dlc characters as a whole how do we feel specifically about fighter pass 2 i th- uh, think for me there it has higher highs and lower lows than fighter pass 1 um or maybe I, equivalent highs and lower lows you know i think I sephiroth think... is is like you know a big peak but characters like for me yeah. kazia and Steve. i think objectively looking at it I think it is bigger and more significant than the first pack. I think biased-wise, they're pretty even for me, because, like, I got Banjo and Joker in the first one, and I got Sora and Sephiroth in the second one. Like, those are are kind of all on equal playing field for me. Yeah. With, like, the reveals of Sephiroth and Sora being a bit more grand. Um, But, like, I think um, Steve is a big deal. I think the mechanics that Min Min is bringing is a big deal. I think Kazuya kind of being this insane, difficult powerhouse is a big deal. And I think Pyramithra, like, being probably the most dominant force in the game, is it like, I feel like Pack 2 is just a bigger deal. And, like, across the board, mm-hmm. like, are considered to have more of an impact on the meta. Because, like, really, Joker. Is having is like had an impact on the meta in a big way, and then MKLeo playing Byleth are the only two that making a big splash with Fighter Pass One. Whereas Fighter Pass Two, you got Min Min's everywhere. You got a couple Steves being insane. You got Ned on Sephiroth being insane. You have several Pyramithras. You got Riddles doing Kazuya shit, and now Sora with Zakra. Like I feel like it's having a bigger impact competitively on the meta than the first one did. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that's yeah. kind of where I wanted to take it next, too, is the concept... I, I briefly mentioned it earlier, but the concept of DLC privilege. Uh, a lot yeah. of the DLC characters, debatably, like around 7 out of the 11, are high tier or higher. Uh, two of them, at least, being considered top three characters in the game, potentially more by the end of this of this game's you know competitive life cycle namely Sora or on the off chance Sephiroth depending on who you ask DeBuzz is kind of an idiot though so the potential there for Sephiroth man it's yeah like yeah he just needs more time but you have like you know Joker (laughs) Joker Terry now Byleth maybe Min Min Steven Alex Sephiroth Pyramithra Sora Kazuya. I think your I think your bias is sh- shining through. I think Hero is often considered a, at least a high tier. That too. That's yeah. True. So that I mean that just it's really speaks just... even more to my point. There's so many characters, basically only not Banjo, which is so <laughs> that <laughs> isn't a high tier. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's just kind of nuts that yeah. all of these characters are so good. And it makes sense the... though, because like if you, the reason they make DLC is to sell it. And why sure. would you buy the DLC if the characters are 
bad. Like characters we didn't care about, like Hero, Terry, uh, Pyramithra, are like all characters like I wouldn't have bought. I, I mean, I'm insane, but like, imagine I'm not an insane person who's gonna do, buy everything Smash it always. Um, like if I'm just buying individual characters, like the character, if I'm not interested in them as a character, need to be good for me to want to buy them. It's like, oh, this character. I like the way they play, or I think they're really insane, and I need to have, like, Pyramithra, one of the best characters in the game, and easy to play? Well, I gotta buy them, you know? It's like, that's why DLC privilege and power creep in games like League of Legends exist, because, like, yeah. if the stuff that came before is better, why why get the new thing? And then the, yeah. those but even, people don't make money. Even more than the inherent, like, ability of the characters, like their placement on the tier list, all of that aside, I am more so, I think getting at the like like we have talked about the additional mechanics that these characters have the additional like parts of their kits that if they didn't if they weren't there they would still be a good character but they just feel unnecessary i'm talking about things like joker's arsene banjo's wonderwing uh terry's go meter uh uh, wonderwing one way. One way. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was I was like going down the list and I was like, Forsyth. wait, do Min Min and, and Steve have something? I don't remember. But yeah, Sephiroth's One Wing, Pyra's uh, Foresight, sorry, Mithra, Kazuya's Rage, and his all of his stupid, dumb super armor or whatever. Like uh, when God fists on 80% of his moves. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, in some yeah. way, it feels like most of these characters have a, an inherently like superficial mechanic supplementary to their kit that just makes exists for some reason. Yeah. It like artificially makes them stronger. So like, yeah, I think it's a combination of, um, okay. The developers need to sell this. So yes, you need to make them stronger. Um, but on top of that, I, I don't know. I lost my thought. A lot of it has to do with just like <laughs> making the money, but like also there's 86 characters in this game, so you like you gotta find new, unique, interesting things yeah. to do and work with the source material at the same time. So like, that's true. I think we need to really step back and appreciate how fucking incredible that oh, a game yeah. I mean, with 86 I... characters in it is is like balanced, with the exception of like two being like basically unplayable and everything else being can like make upsets happen yeah and like how different everyone is with the exception of echoes obviously like we've seen in martha clearly the same character roy and crom with their slight differences but like peach and daisy richter simon are the exact same characters um and it's just insane uh, yeah and and forgive me too jeff is it 86 including the me fighters or is it it's 86 including me fighters separating pyramithra and separating pokemon trainer ah uh, okay yeah Wait, including echoes too or no yeah, that's including Echoes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate it, right? Like, from a from an inclusion standpoint, from a representation standpoint, I adore mm-hmm. all of these characters in a certain way. Um, but looking at it from a competitive lens and from somebody who has been part of the series forever, and, like, I have more than all of these affinity for the characters that have been in Smash for a while, and... I would love it if the if like every character in this game was given the same amount of attention to detail and and some of these extraneous mechanics even that the new characters are because a character like like Link like uh Donkey Kong Mario even Ness now 
they all have the potential, given the history of their franchises, to have all of these, you know, insane bonkers moves and like and stuff in their moveset. But the fact that their core kits were designed 25 years ago is the reason is the reason that they're not. And so, like, I would love to see a Samus that's based on the Samus from Metroid Dread. Yeah, like, you could give Samus different beams, different power-ups, but Remember instead... That dad? Yeah, but instead she just has, you know, such Missiles a basic, bland moveset. Yeah. Same thing yeah. With, with Mario, you know? Mario, they gave him Flood in Brawl, and that was awesome, but, like, he could have stuff with Cappy from Mario Odyssey, maybe something from Mario Galaxy, too, like... There's there there's so much potential for all of these characters, and that I think unfortunately just aren't being met because they were designed 20 years ago. And that's what I'm was saying to you recently. Whatever the next Smash game is, I'm predicting they'll go down to like 12 characters again, like Smash 64 size roster, and redefine some of the original core characters and retune them to make them modern and like restructure what a smash game is. That's my if, prediction. If we even get another smash game, because we record sure. this episode with the uh, unique advantage of Sakurai's latest Famitsu and possibly final Famitsu column coming out. I think recently. he has one more, but at that least, might have been at least semester. the final one in like being the director of smash brothers. Yeah. Right. Like, and he mentioned in that column that he, doesn't know what the future of Smash holds. It's entirely possible that they try and make another Smash game, but he doesn't foresee it happening personally because he has always been the brain behind everything that Smash Bros. is. Apparently, he dropped a little real juicy bit of info in that column that they have attempted in the past to hand Smash off to another another mind, but it didn't work. So Sakurai had to step in and take over. So Probably like the third time he tried to retire. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a pos- there's entirely possible that a world exists where Smash doesn't exist without Sakurai. And if Sakurai, if this is really Sakurai's send-off for Smash, this then <laughs> yeah, then this is the last Smash game, which I would and, be perfectly content with. Did they try and make- hand it off to the to the team that made Nintendo All-Stars? Uh, uh, you mean Nick All Star Brawl? Yeah, that, that that was like that was hype for a while, but then it just I was kind the, of flopped. I was that, was, that was a flash in the pan. Uh, I know this is the Smash Brothers podcast. I'm sorry, I had, shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Nick All Star Brawl had single digit Twitch viewership the other day. I think it still might be at that, which is just wow. like, oh, that sucks. No way. Yeah. Wow. It yeah. just died so quickly. Mm-hmm. I have, like, every person I know saying, yeah, I would play that if it was at a friend's house, but I'm not going to spend 50 bucks for that. <laughs> it right now has 147 viewers. Okay. Where, um, let's see. Um, Smash Brothers has Smash, Melee, Smash, uh, Ultimate has 6.7 thousand, and Melee has 820. Wow. Yeah, so, it's, it's, uh... <laughs> really unclear what the future of smash is going to hold without sakurai right yeah it's it's possible that it's that it doesn't have a future without him so very true Mm -hmm. but if this is a game that's like supported and ported forever or just like like catered and they like recognize it that like hey we need to like move this to the next system or like do like small patches like quality of life patches then I'm fine with it being the last. 
Smash mm-hmm. game. So yeah. yeah, yeah. The last major update. I mean, a lot of the patch notes were pretty significant, but the biggest one was with can't can, removing Kazuya's jump or a uh, footstool. Oh, his infinite, which his only inf- worked on Inkling. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that only worked on Inkling. Yeah, I en- I'll enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's specifically a buff for you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Overall, great set of characters to round out this iteration mm-hmm. of Smash Brothers, possibly the rest of the series. So why don't we round it out by ranking the characters? So uh, is that all There's you want to do? Because I, I kind of had like a well, list of accolades that I yeah, wanted so to give out. I think yeah, if you have yeah, if you have ideas, go for it. But I think at the end we can we can do like a collective list, like a tier list. Or ju- we'll just like do quickly throw together a like a ranked list of so, the characters. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So this is what I want to do: have each of us go through, and we're gonna say who our what our favorite trailer was, mm-hmm. and no explanations because we've explained most of this already. Right, right, right. <laughs> our favorite trailer, our favorite character that's like being included. Our favorite character to play as, um, and then uh, who you think the best character is, like tier list wise. Okay. And fuck it, your favorite stage too, because all oh, these God, came with I don't stages. The stages. Um, That's right. I can go first if you want, because I've already thought of all of this. Well, why don't we just go category by category? <laughs> okay, cool. So favorite trailer, Banjo. Banjo's trailer. Oh yeah, Seth easy. Roth. It's Sephiroth's trailer. Like, <laughs> it was, it was your pretty it was, My Sephiroth's favorite trailer was you like watching the reaction a to close second. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Your favorite character to play as? Uh, Probably Joker. Bleth. Bleth, yeah. Uh, I, I think I might have to go with you on this one and also say Joker, Andrew. He's just so, he just feels so good to play. Yeah. Um. All right. Favorite inclusion regardless of how like playing or just like whatever you feel like the greatest inclusion just... probably banjo banjo or joker yeah I'll, I, I'll say steve really interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i'm going to probably also say banjo um with sora and sephiroth being close it's tough it's tough yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sora's a second for me for sure yeah. but um, all right, and then what did I say? Favorite stage? Yeah. Um, hmm. Mine is, I think, Northern Cave, followed by Mementos. Yeah, I I like Northern Cave specifically for the music it gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollow, Hollow Bastion Joker is pretty stage cool, was too. The coolest. Sorry to speak over you, Andrew. <laughs> But it had like the little splash effects as you stepped around. Yeah, and I, they did a really all the, good job. All the music with, for it. Mentos. Yeah, it was beautiful. Is that oh, your I'm, pick? I'm sorry, I, di- I didn't know that was the name of the stage. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, my pick is probably Hollow Bastion solely when it transitions over to the stained glass paintings because it looks yeah. so fucking pretty. Yeah, it looks. Cool. I love that, and I wish there like the Hollow Bastion part didn't exist and it was just the stained glass things. But what yeah. are you gonna do? Uh, and then the character that you think is the best tier just, list wise. Just well, just play on one stock rule sets. Oh, is that how that works? I don't know. It transitions to that when you go to your last stock. So does it? I yeah. thought it transitioned to that. Nope. Just... It's it's always on last stock. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. 
Anyways, so our, best our, character on the tier list. I mean, it's either Joker or Mithra. Nick? I've seen more of Joker, but Sora just came out, so... It's fucking guess... Sora, boys! Let's go! We need no, some, some time for Sora to be nested in there in the top, top uh, tier. I, so. I think it's Joker and uh, Crackpot uh, old man theory. It's, what? Uh, <laughs> it could be Sora one day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you want to do like a definitive ranking here? Yeah, like like real is quick. This like, like we'll this... try it. We'll try our best to collaborate on it. What is this a combination of like character? Just everything. Like, the way I made my personal list was it's a combination of the amount that I like to play them. My basically all of the categories that we just listed, right? Okay. Like it's a combination of those. Gotcha. So it's just kind of like a do what you want. Yeah, whatever makes the most sense to you, and we'll just kind of collaborate on it. All right, so, let me. I'm I gonna think make for, a sticky note real quick and write this down. Yeah, so I think that the bottom two for me personally, and I feel like you guys might agree, are Hero and Kazuya. Uh, I don't know if so. Let's see. At least Kazuya, right? See, here's the thing. I think my bottom one is Steve. I had Steve I fourth in the bottom. I think Steve is my <laughs> most bottom, then Hero. I can just read you my list if you want. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to come... I don't want to make a list, I'll be honest. I yeah, I don't think we're going to ever agree here. Well, then I'll if we want to just read yeah. our personal list, then that's fine, yeah, too. That's fine. My, my personal list is in from uh, least to best is Hero, Kazuya, Byleth, Steve, Minmin, Sora, Terry, Sephiroth, Pyramithra, Joker, and Banjo. Okay. So you had Banjo at the top, huh? Wow. Yeah, I just love Banjo as a character, like, so much. I I, I just, I, I put more weight on his, like, pure inclusion in the game. Alright. Uh, so, here is my list. I agree. can't agree with uh, that. From bottom to top. Let me just make sure I have, oops, everyone here. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Alright. Bottom <laughs> is Steve, then Hero, Kazuya, Min Min, Byleth, Terry, Pyramithra, Banjo, Joker, Sora, Sephiroth. It's a good list. It's a good and list. That, that's a combination of hype uh, <laughs> slash like uh, like how they actually play. Yeah. My top two are Banjo and Byleth. Blech. I don't want to put them in all the lists. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'll I guess I'll just comment and do you know the do the cop out statement and just but just say like I couldn't I wouldn't argue that any of these additions shouldn't be in there or oh this character would be more important, you know. I couldn't uh, get any of those yeah, debates I don't for think, me at least. Yeah, it's just cuz it would enough, be not what I wanted. There's enough <laughs> people here or like in the world that like each single one of these characters that were included where it's not like mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just because I don't like someone's inclusion doesn't mean that there aren't hundreds of thousands of people who thought it was the coolest possible inclusion, you know? Of course. Yeah. Uh, final final question. Who got snubbed? The one character that didn't get in that you really wish did. Who's your number one snub? <laughs> Only one? Only it, one. Your number one here's snub. Here's the thing. Number is, one. Here's number the th- one. Here's the thing is that <laughs> all of the characters I most wanted were the super niche characters that had no chance of getting in. You know? Actually, no. Gino is the number one snub in that case because Gino had Racer. a legitimate shot for a while. Yeah, 
Uh, so Gino's your number one snub? Yeah, but like after Gino got discon- deconfirmed, my like next most wanted choices oh, were like the night from Holland or about, like, when Amaterasu. I'm just saying overall number one doesn't matter when it's, they were well, deconfirmed yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's Gino. What about you, Nick? Who got snubbed? Um, I mean. Every time it was a new reveal, I would be like, oh yeah, it's going to be the Ninjala people. Like, somebody from the Ninjala. For some reason, you thought Ninjala was going to be in here. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, after ARMS, I thought it was just going to be like, oh yeah, like Nintendo exclusive games. Or, you know, oh, we're going to just put in a character we want to make the game popular for. But, totally wrong. Is that what you wanted was a Ninjala character? That was my highest guess like if I I, i'm not i'm not saying what you were gonna guess i want to know <laughs> yeah. what you wanted that got snubbed i was yeah i was just stating <laughs> that's what you um, want no 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 no. i was okay. i was defining you're, that that's what i was anticipating or guessing gotcha. um probably what i would want the most would be <laughs> i hate to say waluigi master chief let's say master chief yeah i think that's a good one uh for me and i didn't realize this until recently because i was on the master chief train for a really long time but i think alucard would have been the fucking sickest smash bros character great with his like cool backdash and just how like he would have been like sephiroth level cool and like just like his movement would have been so clean and crisp and then like his like with his like vampire magic powers and like some of the weapons he gets to use, I think he could have yeah. been such a cool match character. I think and he uh, got relegated to an assist trophy. I think Crash Bandicoot is another one. Wow. Mm. What he about Knuckles? Have, he okay, we could, we we could do this forever. We can't. Yeah, they, they could have they could have added fifty more characters to this game if they yeah. wanted to. It's easy money, Nintendo. Come on. Yeah. Uh, let let Sakurai retire. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> we will retire as well. We've been talking about Smash Bros. for far too long, so we are going to call it quits right about here. (laughs) If you want to tell us your number one snub or any other characters that you think should have been included, send us your character rankings or whatever, how you felt about the DLC packs. You can email us at GameTrucksPodcast at Yahoo.com. Our show art is done by Sam Lopes, and our music is done by Matt Ferrara. You can check out Jose's stream at twitch.tv slash haywire underscore J. Um, but I'm going to go play some Smash Bros. Just kidding. I have to uh, edit two episodes of the podcast. So, um, Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you Nick, for, for coming to shoot the shit with us. Talk about Smashing Bros. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Uh, so, yeah. With that. We are Finn.